Welcome to Monday. It's My Music Monday. And uh, Kathy Wilson on Twitter says, could you please play Remember the Time? I miss it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do that for you because we're here to please. And uh, get Gary Bryan show on Twitter. That's my address. At Lisa K. Earth. That's Lisa's address. So whatever you want, just let us know. She also says, bring back Say It and Win. We would love to do that. we got to be in the studio to do that. So far, they're not allowing that to happen. We're waiting for Lisa's test to come back. <laughs> <laughs> if she's okay, then we're going to be able to go back in the studio. Because right. as far as I'm concerned, I probably have had it. I think I've had it. You know, but You guys think you've had it? I think Lisa, so. Yeah, you think so? I would How about you, it. Crystal? I haven't been sick in the last forever, so if you guys all had it, I probably already just am immune. <laughs> sure, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we'll just assume. What do you? What were you going to say, Brandon? Where'd you go? No, I, I just remember being really sick when uh, the holiday break was mm-hmm. was around that time. So I'm thinking maybe. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Lisa, you you must think you had it. But you went got tested for the. Uh, antibodies i uh definitely think i had it when i right after it was about the same day kobe bryant passed away i started Mm. getting bad migraines i was telling you guys every morning in the studio my headaches were killing me my lower back was hurting i didn't have any fever and i certainly didn't have a loss of uh, taste uh because the eating kept going but i definitely think i definitely was exposed if not had it we'll find out yeah, first of all, I, I remember your headaches. I remember you talking about that. Bad ones. Also, ones that also, I've never yeah. experienced. Also, it's kind of hard to tell with you because you've never had any taste. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, ho- I'm hoping I'm lucky like your two children who were lucky enough to get t- tested and they were fine with nothing. I'm hoping that's what comes out of this. Well, you know, they said they didn't have the virus, which I'd rather have them have the antibodies and, and have had it. So, I mean, they may have had it, got over it, don't have the virus now, and have the antibodies. They, that don't, would be they don't give theoretic. the antibody test to them as well as the actual test, huh? Uh, no, I think the whole thing That's is schmeckled. stupid. Well, you know, I mean, this is all pretty new, and I think that nobody knows what order to do stuff. There are people who can get the test, people who can't get the test. I mean, it's like it's, uh, you know, it's a big country. There's 330 million people. It's hard to make everything uniform right off the bat, but, uh, and there's like, you know, if you get a thousand experts, you get a thousand different opinions. So we're just hoping for the best. And we hope everybody who has to make the decision uh, makes the best decision they can possibly make. Because at this point, I, I there's a lot of and speaking of which. Here's Lisa with a couple of people who stepped in it. No, man, did they ever. How did Ellen DeGeneres, Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz and Dr. Drew all become the villains during this pandemic. It's out of control. Uh, Some would say by commenting uh, irresponsibly on the coronavirus. So we know that Dr. Drew originally came out comparing COVID-19 to the flu. He, of course, apologized, reversed his opinion. But over the weekend, Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz both came out to talk about the coronavirus. And here's what Dr. Phil had to say. The economy is crashing around us, and they're doing that because people are dying from the coronavirus. I get that. But look, the fact of the matter is we have people dying. 45,000 people a year die from automobile 
automobile accidents, 480,000 from cigarettes, 360,000 a year from swimming pools, but we don't shut the country down for that. But yet we're doing it for this. And the fallout is going to last for years because people's lives are being destroyed. So first of all, I don't know where he got his numbers because they're not correct. That's number one. And last time I checked, swimming accidents, car accidents, and nicotine is not a contagion. Wait a minute. I just closed my swimming pool for nothing? (laughs) (laughs) He didn't mean swimming in it. He meant swimming accidents. All right, then Dr. Oz chimed in about school and kids. Take a listen to this idiot remark. I tell you, schools are a very appetizing opportunity. Uh, I just saw a nice piece in the Lancet arguing that the opening of schools may only cost us two to three percent in terms of total mortality. And, you know, that's any life is a life lost. But to get every child back into a school where they're safely being educated, being fed uh, and making the most out of their lives with a theoretical risk in the backside, uh, it might be a trade off some folks would consider. No. <laughs> oh dear oh, wow. God. Well, this is why this is why when people make those decisions, they don't do it on TV. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're behind closed doors talking like where's that. They that, don't talk. Where's that clip? Shut up. They don't. They don't want you to see how the sausage is made. If you know what I'm talking about. All right. Shut <laughs> up. Just shut up. Shut up. Shut up. All right. Mm. So, Doctor. I don't. I. I would. I defended Doctor Phil just a little bit. Just because his premise that you're really, really hurting, you know, 50% of people in L.A. are now unemployed. That's what they say. There's 50% unemployment. You're hurting a lot of people. So I understand his, he wants to get things back open. That I get. I, I do. Okay. I Dr. do. Oz, no, what, what, what? You're going to keep them closed? No, hang on a minute. You're going to keep everything closed forever? No, you can't. You're never going to be safe. You cannot compare it to swimming accidents and car accidents. I give you that. I give you that. That's a bad. That's a bad analysis. (laughs) But but the but his purpose in doing it, I think, is not not bad. I'm trying to I'm trying to stand up for him. I'm always the one putting him down. (laughs) You're always telling me what a genius he is. You're the one who says he's a fabulous human being. And here he is. Come on with us to actually explain himself and give him an opportunity to correct himself. But his people that be will not let him talk anymore. So that's not going to happen because I knew you would defend him and I would not be defending him on this. So I did try Uh, to get him on. You know what? The one thing I'm really tired of, though, is anybody every time somebody says anything, everybody jumps on. On them. Dr. Phil's not the enemy and neither is Dr. Oz. The virus is the freaking enemy, okay? We're ripping each other apart. Stop that it. That is true. Yep. Dr. Oz did think better of his comments and he did apologize. Take a listen. I've realized my comments on risks around opening schools have confused and upset people, which was never my intention. I misspoke. As a heart surgeon, I spent my career fighting to save lives in the operating room by minimizing risks. At the same time, I'm being asked constantly, how will we be able to get people back to their normal lives? To do that, one of the important steps will be figuring out how do we get our children safely back to school. We know for many kids, school is a place of security, nutrition, and learning that is missing right now. These are issues we are already wrestling with and i will continue looking for solutions to beat this virus well there you go that made a little bit more sense you feel better now yeah but you know social media <laughs> did not feel good quickly erupted with fury for both phil and oh, Oz. they can bite me All pointing these out on social of course media. what i just pointed out that cars go. and tobacco aren't communicable diseases well hello <laughs> hello eventually you know doctors- what? all those people can stay home some people need to go out and work 
Eventually, Dr. Phil did walk uh, uh, back his comments, acknowledging he used uh, an inflated number of drowning deaths and that his comparison to smoking and driving were not on point either, admitting he knows those are not contagious. So probably he says bad examples mm-hmm. now. As for Ellen. Okay, I hate him again. Now that you're sticking up for him. <laughs> As for Ellen, she's under fire for uh, poor communication yeah. and for not paying well, her she non-union care. workers. Because she doesn't care. During the shutdown. Well, it's a little bit more complicated, but here's what I, I want to say. According to Variety, more than 30 employees who make up the stage crew were not given any communication about what was happening regarding their working hours or pay. Now, some of these people are union workers. So like us, it's a different situation for those people. And Warner Brothers says, who produces the show, that their executive producers are committed to taking care of their staff and crew and have made decisions, first and foremost, with them in mind. Now, no one has lost their jobs yet. Uh, Their pay and hours have been reduced as a result of the pandemic, but everyone remains on staff, they say. Here's the bad part, with a 60% pay cut, despite... Yeah, despite Ellen earning eighty-seven million a year just for the show, and what? What? and is 80, reportedly wait, hang on, 80, 80, eighty-seven million a year. Eighty-seven. Yeah, more she, than more than Judge Judy. Well, yeah, because she's got three shows that she does for NBC. She's Holy got crap, little holy. big shots or big little shots or whatever that little show is with uh, right. Melissa McCarthy. She's got Ellen's Game of Games. Do you think uh, that she thought somebody else was going to communicate with these people and she just didn't uh, check up on it, or maybe they wanted to hear from her personally? Is that well, the here, problem? Here's what I. Well, first of all, she's worth four hundred and ninety million dollars. They say her net worth. Okay, yes. okay. so I do think. You're probably right a little bit that she probably thought Warner Brothers was going to take care of it and she didn't have to worry about it. But here's what I want to say. And, you know, you know, I love Ellen. You know, I love everybody over there. I have friends who work over there. Ellen's worth so much money. Can't you just take the money out of your account? Pay these people off. Listen, in the TV world, most shows go on what we call a hiatus in May. So their their tenure, if you would, would have been up in May for summer hiatus anyway. They're only paid through May every year. That's how just pay them, right? Yes. Just take the money out of your checking account and pay them and worry about getting it back from Warner Brothers. And if Warner Brothers is only giving them 60% of the salary, make up the 40% for each and every one. There's 300 members on our staff. 30 of them, I think, are unionized crew members. So finally, you're making sense here. So I'm very upset that she doesn't do that. She yes. does donate to food banks. She donates to charity all the time. But this mm-hmm. these are your family. These are people who come to work oh, yeah. every day for you. Well, you know, and- on that all-in challenge, she offered to give uh, give a tongue lashing. But they took, <laughs> they took the money. <laughs> Listen, um, I, I think we can take the thing I'm getting from this whole thing is that your friends basically suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty embarrassed to call them my friends, so I'm getting out of here. 